Welcome to the Bridge Beyond English podcast. This is an English podcast that will help you expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross cultural communication skills so that you can connect more deeply with the world. I'm your host, David Nagai. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we have a special guest from the Netherlands. His name is Ed Kouters. Ed, thank you so much for being on the show. Hello, David, and thank you for having me. Can you help me pronounce your name correctly? Well, that is actually the million dollar question. If you are not from the Netherlands, the name is pronounced as Ed Kouters. Kouters. Oh, I tried. Okay, if you uh, if you use a U and an I together in the Netherlands, it's pronounced as Ah, uh, Okay, very good. Okay, so Ed, uh, you have been in Japan for about 14 years, since 2007. That is correct. And you have a background in IT and business, entrepreneurship, uh, you've started some businesses, and just tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, uh, thank you for your question. So, yes, I do have a background in IT. Um, I'm not a hardcore programmer, but I have been mostly involved in the project management side of IT. I have um, uh, started a few businesses in Japan um, in, in different fields, mostly with an IT focus. And I'm currently working for a consulting company. You also have some experience with negotiation, I know. Um, so today, I would love to hear your perspective on cross-cultural negotiation in the Japan context. Oh, that's a mouthful, David. Cross-cultural negotiation in the Japan context. So, um, yes, you're right. Actually, I have been involved in negotiations in the Netherlands and uh, in Japan as well. But um, yeah, when you talk about negotiation, you always need to realize that you are talking in stereotypes. That means that actually you're making generalizations. So what I'm going to tell you today doesn't apply to everyone. So please keep that in mind. But there are some general tendencies that stand out when you talk about negotiations. So yeah, uh, through my experience and through actually discussing negotiation with Japanese business people, I've learned a few things that really stand out. And I think that are important if you Great. are going to negotiate with a, um, with a Western counterpart right. or with a foreign right. counterpart. Great. So you don't have all the answers, but you do have some perspectives that you can share. We love uh, to actually, hear that. I have surprisingly few answers, David, but uh, <laughs> I'm willing to share whatever I have learned and picked up on, uh, along the way. I'm sure you have more than me. So yeah, what, uh, what should we keep in mind? What are some thoughts you have on that? Okay, so, so, so basically, um, I would like to frame this in a Japanese perspective and, and, and then from, from a Western perspective. Okay, so from the Japanese perspective first, I think there are three points that I observe uh, happens on the Japanese side. So number one 
is a cost plus negotiation. What does that mean? Basically, Japanese side tends to look at their own costs and then add a margin on top, a fair margin on top. So, it, But it basically takes their own cost as the starting point and wants to give the other side a fair deal. Number two, the decision maker is usually not at the table. Usually there is somebody else who is doing the negotiation. Number three, there is a commitment to a relationship instead of a contract. So Japanese sides really try to build up rapport with the other side. They are not so much focusing on the contents of the deal, of the price, what exactly they're going to do. No, they're trying to build up a relationship because that's what they're committed to. Now, if we mirror that with a typical Western negotiator, we can see clear differences. Basically, the Western side doesn't really think in terms of cost plus. What a Western negotiator typically tries to do is to look at how much value they bring to the other side. Doesn't matter how much it costs. If my solution really brings a lot of value to the other side, then I can adjust the price accordingly. So to understand their perceived value and actual value? Right. So basically, if I sell uh, a soft drink somewhere in Omotesando, then I can sell it for 110 yen because there are vending machines everywhere. But if I sell a soft drink in the middle of the desert, the price of my soft drink will go up 20 times. Yes. Because the value I bring to my customer is 10 times higher. My costs haven't changed, but the value to the customer has significantly right. increased. Right. The context changed a lot. Yeah. Right. So that is value-based negotiation. Another thing to realize that Westerners do is try to engage in win-win negotiation. Win-win negotiation is basically a two-stage negotiation. The first stage, you're going to work together. You're going to look at, okay, this is valuable to, my, for, to the other side. This is valuable to me. How can I find things that are valuable to the other side and that are not valuable to me and exchange that for something that is very valuable to me and not valuable to the other side? By doing that, you grow the cake. So win-win negotiation, first you grow the cake. And then in stage two, you're trying to get the biggest piece of the cake. Okay, yeah. Then number three, is Western negotiators do not value relationships. Now, that's not exactly true, but what they do value is a contract. The contract they, is more important the than the relationship. More important. Exactly. A Japanese contract, if a Japanese contract is three pages, then a, a, a typical Western contract, especially an American contract, is like 30 Ooh. pages. Oh, that's my culture, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So as you can see, there are clear differences. But how do you deal with that if you are a Japanese negotiator? So, so I have three tips. So Great. tip number one is actually 
try to create some negotiating room, yeah? space to negotiate. A lot of times, because the negotiator, right, the decision maker does not sit at the table, the person who enters the negotiation basically conveys what the Japanese side has decided before the negotiation. Hmm. This makes Western negotiators very nervous because they have been taught to always negotiate with decision makers. So what you need to do in order to be taken serious by your other side is you need to be able to give and take a little bit. So make sure that you have enough room to negotiate on price, on terms, on specifications, on services. If you don't do that, there's a big chance that the Western side will walk away. So that's right. tip number one. Create some space. Tip number two, make sure that you're prepared. As mentioned, Western negotiators, they don't care so much about the relationship. They are more interested in the contract. They want to make sure they get the right price, the right quantity, the right terms. So make sure that you're prepared. Make sure that you know what you want out of this negotiation other than the relationship. Make sure that you can create a deal quickly. Tip number three is focus on interests. Try to understand that the Western side is looking for ways to grow the pie. So instead of looking at your own price, instead of looking at yourself, try to find and relate to what the Western side real interests are. If you right. do these three things, I think you can have a much better chance of having a successful cross-cultural negotiation. Great. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing those tips. I'm sure many of our listeners will benefit from those ideas. So Ed, I have one last question for you. How do you practice continuous improvement in your life or work? <laughs> right. Continuous. Well, for me, that is not something I really need to work on. For me. Really? Yes. Actually, for me, growth is like breathing. Everywhere I look, I see things that I don't understand, that I don't know, things that raise my curiosity. So for me, my curiosity drives me. And growth, learning is something that has become just as important as breathing to me. So growth for me is, is, is something that I cannot do without. So stay curious, keep learning. I think that that's, that's the point. Yes, thank you. Now I know your secret. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Ed, for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time.